Hello, everyone, and welcome to the seventh episode of Sonic Talk. Sonic Talk Transformed. If you're listening to this today on Monday, the 30th, you'll know that uh, you probably have already heard the news about Sonic and All-Stars Racing, and that's what we'll be talking about today. Uh, with me today is Alex, a.k.a. Knuckles87. Yo. And from Sonic Stadium, our boss here at Sonic Stadium, Sven Jocelyn, a.k.a. Dreadnucks. Hello, how you doing? Hail Sven! Doing great. Oh, guys. <laughs> oh, not worthy or anything. Hi, how's it going? Doing great, doing great. Okay, now, both me and uh, Alex flew to San Francisco last Tuesday. Sega invited us. Well, they, they invited our sites anyway. <laughs> they invited our sites, yeah, and then we just uh, RSVP'd from there. And uh, whew, that, that was my first uh, airplane trip in over 20 years. I, I was trying to find out the best trans- mode of transportation, and the airplane was just uh, the fastest and only slightly more expensive. The only problem and is it, I had to come back the next day, so I really didn't get to tour San Francisco much. And it was my first plane ride since I took a plane ride to get to PAX East back back uh, like April 3rd. Oh, you, so, you're flying all the time, so that's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah, though oddly enough, it's still not enough to get a decent amount of frequent flyer miles. She bastards. Well, uh, I, I managed to see the game as well back in uh, back in the UK. Uh, it was quite funny, actually. I got the invite from SOA for the Sonic Stadium, and it was quite obvious I wasn't going to make that one. <laughs> it's like, hey, come to San Francisco. And I'm sitting there in London going, hmm. Yeah, you, you probably should have sent that to, to, to me a little bit sooner, because I was doing a lot of last-minute planning. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure who to, who to send. I thought, hang on a minute, you guys are awesome. I'm such you guys. And I, I thought that in an American accent as well, clearly. <laughs> Uh, so yeah but obviously because beyond tss i'm a games journalist as well i i I actually saw the game i think about a week before the american press event there was uh there was a uk kind of small gathering to see the game so i've seen it too so yay we can all yay Yay. and yeah i mean it's funny that you guys talk about taking the plane and uh obviously that's the best mode of transport because Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed does feature airplanes, and it does feature cars, and it does feature hoverboats, all in one. Oh, yeah. In fact, uh, they showed ours at a go-kart racing track. The small and we got to go go-kart racing. I got to overcome my childhood fear of go-karts, and it was a harrowing tale of development and stuff. You went to a go-kart place? Yeah, where did you, yeah. Where did you go? Man! <laughs> Well, to be fair, like I, I went to the Soho Hotel, which is a place that a lot of companies, uh, publishers, host some of their, their showcase games. But, yeah, there was no go-kart track in the Soho Hotel. There, there was barely <laughs> celebrities in there that day. Normally, there's a, it's usually the place where a bunch of celebs go and, uh, and, and crash out. Uh, I think they had they, – they do have a, a few kind of big TV show um showcases there as well for the uk and invite american stars and all sorts but yeah this particular day was uh was sonic and all stars routing and they had this small room in the, in a basement for not basement that makes it sound like it's a warehouse but uh in a kind of underground area of, of the hotel which was more like a kind of bar type area they had a nice little cinema as well so yeah it was it was pleasant but uh yeah it was a lot it was a lot less flash than uh 
than the than the, than the stuff that Sega obviously organised for you guys. Oh, way to go, go in. Yeah, the funny thing is, I think Sega rarely actually does stuff like this. I've never because uh, um, lots of publishers will like uh, take their game developers skydiving and stuff, and uh, this is the first I've heard of Sega actually doing something like this. <laughs> yeah, I was I think, uh, yeah, I think I think it's it's quite rare in uh, I don't know I'm not an American journalist, but um, it's certainly something that I'm aware of that happens more in the UK rather than the US, probably because it's quite expensive to invite so many American journos just due to the sheer size of the country to invite them over to here, there, and everywhere. Oh, well, they... Uh, well, even then, we, yeah, we only got a hand... There was only a handful that, are, that showed up. And uh, uh, and Jeff Gerksman, who lives in the city, I believe... Yeah, from uh, Giant he, Bomb, he, he was He had invited. a badge there, and he wasn't even there, which kind of sucks, because I wanted to see him and talk to him about Kane and Lynch and be very insulting and <laughs> never want to talk to me again. Yeah, I did get to well. see what the game spot offices are, though, and took a picture of that, and, as well as and passing we, the Sega offices. And we did get, did get to see someone who is apparently quite popular from Nintendo Power. Uh, Chris of Hoffman. Read Nintendo. Yeah, Chris Hoffman. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> well, so you almost brushed shoulders with the... Uh... With the up and up, did you? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, there's a guy from Game Trailers and a guy from OXM, but you and know, the Destructoid. Most, most of them are 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 our age now, and I only read those magazines when I was a gross teenager. So, yeah. yeah nobody really I really recognize outside of Chris Hoffman. Nobody really, really recognized too much. But uh, yeah, Nintendo Power was there, meaning that yes, we are getting a 3DS version of this game. Though they should have announced that, I guess, by now, by the time people hear this. <laughs> um, so uh, we can get this show on the road. Yeah, we're doing it. All right, and uh, so yeah, it, co- uh, it cost me quite a bit of cash to get over there, but I decided, what the heck, you know, I haven't been out of San Francisco. A little bit of cash. Yeah, it cost me about 175 bucks for the airplane trip there and back. Plus, you kind of you kind of promised George, and then you start second guessing yourself. And yeah. start saying, "Well, you promised George, so you kind of have to go now." <laughs> well, once I knew I had company, I was like, "Well, I better go ahead, go." You know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we we got to go 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 kart racing. I I was in last place. Jason was in second to last place, but I was only in last place because I'm a very careful driver and very prudent. I make sure to signal and pull over when people are behind me. You know, I, I'm a God. very very courteous driver, and that's why yes. I was in last place. But I was just driving for fun, so that's why I was in last place. You know, hey, he was slowing me you. down, man. I was having a hard time passing him. <laughs> only like, the first time. The second time it was all you. Second time was all you. I was having fun. Actually, both around drifting. Yeah, I drifted once, and it was exciting. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think driving like a regular person is 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 the way forward if you want to win at go karts. I think you know. Didn't you have a couple of banana peels on you to mess everyone else up? Or oh well, I did, I did, I did pack a few banana peels, but uh, I kind of got the penalty box for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, well, Um, but. uh, I only did the uh, warm up and then the uh, qualifier, but, but but after that, we, we which with the qualifier we thought was the race. We were so tired, and you know, hot from those engines afterwards, we didn't even bother with the main race. Well, I was so, hot from that from that massive monkey suit they make you wear. Yeah, plus the tight helmet, and then uh, after like the, on the main race, uh, poor Aaron Weber, uh, you know, the uh, brand manager, 
on a lot of Sonic games. He got sick on the track. They had this the Sonic game. Yeah. Everyone got sick on the track. Yeah, yeah. He was in the penalty box, and we were thinking, "Oh my God, what did Aaron do to get to get stuck in the penalty box?" He like he like try to run someone off the track, and I was like, "No, no, he got sick because I." He just got <laughs> nauseated, yeah. Well, I was well, like, anyway, wow, Aaron must be a very, must be a very violent driver. <laughs> I can't imagine Aaron Weber being 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 aggressive at all in any way, shape, or form. And Aaron Weber's name on the track was Dreamcast Three. And he's fanboys. He, he is he is a total legend. He I I've seen pictures of him cosplaying as Vice at corporate Sega parties. So. <laughs> He's he's a he's a big old Sega fanboy, isn't he? Yeah. Oh yes. And he was doing pretty good on the track for a while. He had a decent time, but I could understand. It. He said he didn't have enough to eat, really. Anyway, on to the main game. Um, they showed off to everybody all at once. Uh, I was taking notes at the time, and <laughs> Alex here f- nerded out when the when they showed Panzer Dragoon on the track for the first what? time. Okay, I didn't say it like that, but he goes, "Oh, Panzer <laughs> Dragoon." <laughs> eyes widened. <laughs> no one else, no, and no one else there knew what the fuck that was. Eric is going, "Oh, hey, look, it, it's a track with water and a dragon." Doesn't understand. <laughs> it's Panzer Dragoon. Yes, it's Panzer fucking Dragoon, motherfuckers. The best game ever made. <laughs> the Panzer Dragoon track is uh, particularly awesome because uh, I'm assuming you saw the same as I did, which was oh, two yes. tracks. One was a Super Monkey Ball track and yeah, one was the a Panzer, Panzer Dragoon track. Yep. Uh, the Panzer Dragoon track was most interesting because the Super Monkey Ball track, if, uh, for anyone listening, if you've played the, the first um, All-Stars Racing uh, game, it was basically a lot like previous Monkey Ball-esque tracks. But yeah, the Panzer it's much Dragoon more traditional. something else. Something else entirely. Uh, really took advantage of the different um, different vehicles that your that your cart can transform into, and also on every lap, the whole thing transformed, didn't it? Like uh, yeah. you were kind of playing with dragons on the third lap, which is completely different route to how you were playing on the first lap. Uh, <laughs> it, was just, it was just amazing. It was awesome. Yeah, uh, and there's a shell coof flying through the air. Blasting lasers with all the surround by all these monsters, and as you're driving, you like you catch different dragons. Like, at, like at one point, the the dragon from Panzer Dragoon Saga, at least one of the transformations, it just kind of flew overhead real quick. I was like, what, what, what was, what, the, what was that? It's like all these different things that just pop out of nowhere. They just filled the level with stuff. Yeah, that's what I really loved about that track. Every single time you went around, the track would change, because basically, the first time around, you're going through the canyon, you're getting making tight turns around on a normal track. You go around that second, uh, that first turn again for the second time, and all of a sudden, the airship just blasts your track away, and then you drop into the water, and then you're going down the canyon river with huge waves going around. You could do tricks on those waves. And then after that, you're going back almost to the first turn again. Then the the dragon blasts your track. No, no, it's not a dragon. It's a, uh, a a giant worm thing from Panzer Dragoon Orta. You get chased by it in the second level. Okay. See, it's a sub boss. It's not a dragon. Okay. Anyway, that one blasts your track away, and now you're just uh, flying through the air. Yeah. yeah. What was it? Was boosting. a great showcase of the the features of the game because the first lap your on wheels it, it plays pretty much the same as you remember it from the first asl game and then the second lap 
um you know as you said you, you go into the water and you transfer you, your car automatically transforms into a like a hovercraft type deal and then uh and then in the third lap you're you're in the air you, your car transforms into a plane and you're you're all you're up in the air trying to go through i don't know these flying speed boost ring things yeah, and yeah. Stuff. and you're dodging those uh hanging planks from panzer dragoon orta that shoot that shot things at you, and you, you can shoot, shoot them with missiles and knock them, out, and knock them off and stuff. There's That's a it. bit in that lap, actually, where on the plane, you have to, you kind of have to navigate through various branches. Like, there's two huge kind of branches, and you have to kind of either go over the top or go in the middle, or go through the middle, through the gap. And I just ended up, like, completely screwing it up and just went full pelt into the the actual branch thing so I just <laughs> went in between the scot the actual two gaps instead of in between the two tree branches so i was like i am a fail um <laughs> they've, they've kind of tweaked the the trick system as well i mean um if you remember in asr uh you pressed the either triggers or the bumpers to um perform have your little character sega character do a little trick in the air and then if you landed it and uh, you got back in the car in time, by the time you hit the, the tarmac again, you got a speed boost. This time around, um, you actually do a barrel roll. Your, yeah. your trick now is a barrel roll. So, like, well, Pepe uh, O'Hare, you like, do a barrel roll. So, yeah, they, they have to have someone tell you that in, in, in the training part of the game. They just have a random rabbit say, do a barrel roll. Yeah, I wonder yeah, if that's, that's if that's the limit of it, or a cell, or if there's going to be more tricks than that to it. By the way, um, I don't remember. Could you uh, drift in the airplanes? I don't remember. I don't think so. You could drift in the hovercraft a bit. You could yeah. get a tight turning in that. Um, I but... think you could bank. I think you could bank, but I'm not sure you can actually. Um, banking is almost the same as drifting, really. But I don't know if you could actually boost out of it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we we that was the one we got to experience the least. So I, I, it's just a detail I don't remember. It's been so basically, <laughs> just for readers to understand, if you're in the wa water, like with the watercrafts, it's kind of like a Hydro Thunder or Wave Runner, those kind of uh, games. So that you got your wave physics going, your water physics doing real well. When it's in the air, it reminds me a little bit of like Diddy, Diddy Kong racing when you're doing the flying through there. Yeah, Although agree, it's yeah. a little tighter. Uh, it's a little more. Uh, Airplane physics and that, I should say. Plus, it's cooler because it has Sega characters. Yeah, Super mm -hmm. Monkey Ball was a little more vanilla than uh, the Panzer Dragon. Oh, yeah, Dragon Super one. Monkey Ball. The whole series is basically vanilla these days. Because <laughs> there's just been so many of them. Well, I mean, there's no flight in that one. It's just watercraft and regular track racing up in the air. Yeah, but there is a whirlpool, and uh, I don't know. If, if either of you, if either of you have been able to do this, but I was, I was actually able to send my send my little boat flying over the whirlpool. I still don't know how I did, but I was somehow able to just get get a jump out of it. <laughs> oh really? No, I wasn't. Yes. I, I just had to tight turn around it, but well, that I didn't screw me up. It wasn't what, a bug. What screwed me up was the little narrow hallway that came right after, and I'd end up smashing into the walls a few times. Yeah. Yeah. I to kind of clarify, um, I don't know if you explain this area, but there's, it is like just a big, uh, it's a whirlpool inside a cave, isn't it? Like a big kind of, yeah, kind triangular of like in a cave. temple thing, yeah. And yeah, and there's like three entrances to get in. There's like two at the side, and if you go into the two at the side that I've noticed, you kind of catch the whirlpool 
on either the left or the right hand side. So you kind of got to boost out or do something crazy. But if you go through the middle, I think uh, like Alex did, I think you go through the middle, it's kind of like a higher route. So if there's like a, I think there's a speed boost there, isn't there? That if you if you catch it at the right point, you can kind of boost right over the uh, the whirlpool. And then, yeah, as we said before, there's there's like a like a, a mirror path, and once you go through it, it kind of warps you back to the beginning of the track, which is a bit disorienting at first because you're kind of like, what? Yeah, <laughs> I'm wondering of... if this track is actually complete, or else they just kind of mishmashed it together because. You start inside the water, but you're almost immediately dropped back onto uh, the road, onto the track. And it seems like the one part at the end, the water's just hovering there instead of falling over like a waterfall. So I, and plus with the warp right at the end, I'm wondering if the, I don't think the track is completely finished yet. At least it doesn't seem like that to me. Well, it, I, I asked about it. Um, and I, I didn't exactly get a straight answer, but it seemed to me that it was their way of getting around certain certain things. Like when at, when you're at that whirlpool point, I think you're pretty much at the bottom of the track, and to actually get back to the starting point, you actually end up having to go. You you would have to otherwise go up somehow. So I think to kind of cut out the fact that there would be instead of making the track twice as long to actually make the track loop around i think they did that just to kind of make it a bit easier for them to develop but um either way i don't remember any any tracks on asr the original asr being quite like that um but yeah the the super monkey ball track temple uh, the panzer dragon stage was called ruined empire i think and uh, super ruined, Mon- ruined palace Ruin Palace, that's it. And uh, Super Monkey Ball one was uh, Temple Tumble. And that was interesting. I mean, I think what Sumo Digital have done uh, compared to last time around is that with every single lap, there's something going on. It The, the tracks are a lot more dynamic. So whereas earlier on, as I said, the Super Monkey Ball tracks are a lot like the Super Monkey Ball levels that you play in ASR, uh, it kind of evolve as you go on. Like Totem Poles kind of, shove themselves up through the ground as you're kind of going through and things get a lot more mental and yeah it's it's a, it's a lot more kind of engaging i think that's true um i was gonna say so did anybody uh play as uh vice or yes Gilliam? i played as vice and as gilius and vice as and... knuckles yeah vice and gilius two new uh what well well deserved and well requested Characters, I believe. Um, well, Vice, still, anyway. Though. Still no Nikes yet. <laughs> well, there'll be Nikes. There'll be Nikes. There will be Nikes. I'm not talking going on any knowledge that I know, but I'm just going to predict that there's going to be Nikes, and there has to be. <laughs> After all the uh, internet outrage last time, <laughs> I think they're going to have him in this time. I did ask Sumo Digital about Nikes. I was like, don't forget Nikes and... The guy was like, well, you know, we've, we've kind of, we can't say anything, but, you know, we certainly haven't forgotten about him. Well, well, let's just think it's... about it for a second. Uh, Nikes can turn, turn into a boat, <laughs> and he can turn into a car, and he can fly. Now, what are the three different kinds of terrain in this game? <laughs> yeah, there you um, go. <clears throat> using those, um, those masks from Journey of Dreams, you can... Uh, 
Well, I'd, I'd rather they use just classic Nikes, because he could do transformations without the mask. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Although I would like to see Dolphin Knights that that the <laughs> transformation. That was a pretty cool transformation. It was a bit like Echo, but purple. <laughs> it's rather cool. Um, the items have all changed around, haven't they? This time, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, they're all placeholders. Yeah. They seem to do pretty much. Ex- I'm a bit confused because they seem to do exactly the same job as the weapons that you find in the first game. Uh, Sumo Digital just seemed to have decided that they wanted to completely change the design of them. So instead of um, the standard rockets that you get in ASR, in AS uh, in, in ASR Transformed, uh, they're, they're, the icon's like a snowman or something, isn't There's it? There's snowballs. Yeah, you can throw you snow- freeze people. Um, Sumo told me that they haven't finalised the designs of those weapons yet, so they're, they're kind of placeholders. So we shouldn't take them at face value, but I'm still a bit confused as to why they, they changed them so dramatically. Maybe it's because they wanted to make it completely and 100% feel different, I guess, um, presentation-wise from the last game. I don't know. Well, uh, I, I would say this, the, this snow, <laughs> the snowball weapon was more like a uh, the, the punching, the... Uh, the um, Gloves. Punching yeah, gloves, the, the similar, boxing, yeah. Boxing gloves, yeah, because both of them are kind of dummy fire. You know, whereas the missiles, they home in on things. Seems like the snowballs, you get more of them than you did the uh, punching gloves, because this time there's obstacles you have to actually shoot out of your way besides the just shooting yeah. your rivals. And um, there's also those puffer fish things that don't look anything like puffer fish when you fire them. Well, I think they're supposed to be uh, mines or something, but did they, did they ever do anything? Uh, yeah, they were mines. I think, I think they were mines. You 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 plopped them behind you and hoped someone would run into them. I think. Yeah, I remember. I don't think I've ever. I, I don't think I've ever actually like uh, been blown up by one of those things when I, while I was racing. Hmm. I'm not sure if they were. were, were did, Jason, did you ever get hit, get hit by one? Uh, yeah, they were, they are just basically mines. <laughs> that's all right. All I, that's all I can tell you. That. I guess I was just able to avoid them. <laughs> what I found cool was. Uh, the cars are all different from the last game, but um, obviously because they're kind of hybrid cars now, like with multiple different vehicles. But uh, not only are they completely different, but they're they're kind of themed depending on what world they're from. Like for example, Amigo from Somebody Amigo, uh, his vehicle uh, he drives around on a train. <laughs> yeah, I, I, made- yeah, I uh, rode us him too. When he gets the water, it transforms into a, a samba-fused steamboat. Uh, so he's running along that like, steamboat, kind of willy like Mickey Mouse. And then it's a biplane when it goes into the air, like a proper um, World War II-style <laughs> like bi- biplane sort of thing. Um, I'm just like, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I liked about his. It's all steam-based, basically. Yeah, uh, but very yellow. Very, very <laughs> yellow. Uh, Gilius, uh, I noticed he, he was riding an, an eagle at one point, and then a turtle, and then a bull. So uh, the eagle's obviously the air, and the turtle is most likely the sea, and the bull is like his his kind of vehicle on the ground. But it's uh, they're all kind of taken from, obviously, the Golden Axe games, where you can ride these animals and things and, uh, and take advantage of them. So that's pretty cool as well. So. Well, sort of. They, they, they said that they the, that the vehicle itself was completely original, but um, they just wanted to build something that would fit in the Golden Axe world, which I think yeah. is, it's actually one of the cooler-looking cooler vehicles. 
And then, of course, we have Vice and his little mini Delphinus. <laughs> That's, that is pretty wicked. Yeah. Um, Jason, you there? Yeah, I'm here. You're being, you're being very quiet. <laughs> Be quiet. It's... He's just an old. Uh, come on, wake up, wake up, get no, in the mood, man. I'm listening. Yeah, it was it was the mini it was the mini little airship. Um, I didn't get to uh, drive as that character, so I didn't I don't didn't see how it transformed exactly. Yeah, Sonic's but, um, Sonic's uh, car was p- pretty close to its original design, except well, the exactly new engine in the back. Well, no, it wasn't exactly the engine was uh, different in the back, and mm. of course when it went dropped in the water, then it changed again. It's more um, like the Batmobile now, isn't it? Like a blue Batmobile. Yeah, kind of a blue Batmobile, <laughs> but yeah, pretty much. And of course, somebody at the press event said, well, why does Sonic have to drive a car anyway? Well, this one he's going to have to because uh, you drop it to the water. <laughs> I hope you uh, you responded with, welcome to 2010. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh, Thank no, you. no, it wasn't. It wasn't. didn't ask us. It was a... Uh... But some press the other guy was, asking uh, that. But yeah. Of were and I was going to ask that question. Now I heard him ask. It was like, damn, I was going to do that. <laughs> yeah, but of course this time Sonic has to drive in the car because that car tra- turns into a boat, turns into a plane. He's got no other options. Well, I remember <laughs> this question being asked way back in the when the original um, ASR was being developed, and Sumo actually said that well, originally the the original. Alpha or something for for All Stars Racing. The original was wasn't going to even involve cars. It was going to be Sonic and the rest of the characters on foot. And there is the kind of argument that yes, if Sonic was on foot, he'd own everyone. Yeah. But <laughs> it's kind of it was apparently the the whole system was more akin to Sonic R, where everyone was kind of on a level playing field and uh, the turning controls were shit. But um, <laughs> yes, you go you go along this, and I think they realised that. Um, the balancing just didn't work out. They couldn't figure out how certain characters could run on foot whilst kind of staying with everyone else. And I think also there was issues with um, sort of like how you would control these characters. Like, would you control them as a third-person action game? Like something like, I don't know, Sonic Adventure, where you just hold up to move or... Would it be more like a racing game style where you hold a button to, to run, like in Sonic Car, for example? That'd be weird. So they realized that it just wasn't really going to work out, so they just went with the cars. Um, I guess if you keep it interesting enough for people to kind of dismiss that question, then it seems legit to me. I don't mind. But Well, to be fair, the journalist was kind of joking. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I get that. I get that. But... Yeah, it's it's interesting how you know a lot of fans would actually ask that question seriously, and uh, and yet there is this kind of subset of development that actually happened where they actually did what they wished, and it actually didn't work out to be a good game at all. So uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah now we have, we have. I yeah. want Shadow to star in a dark game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that worked out well. I, I thought that was crap. Well, you asked for it. <laughs> I want a game with the Chaotix and Rouge and Knuckles and Shadow and Tails. <laughs> um, I want to bring up the All-Star moves for a second because, A, they they are um, kind of built up and accessed differently to the last yeah, game. Yeah, very and differently. B, 
And B, I'll, I'll get this out of the way now for everyone who's wondering. You can use all-star moves online now in uh, in Transformed. Uh, and the world breathes a collective sigh of relief. Yeah, that's something so, that wouldn't exactly confirm uh, at our at uh, our event that whether it was going to be even online mode yet. They couldn't confirm. Ah, well, but they they, they did tell see, us that they were planning if they to have you know all stars in multiplayer. Ah, I can tell you, Sumo told me that <coughs> yes, it, it, they they can do all star moves online. So yay! Well, it was. <laughs> I think it's probably down to how um, they've okay. actually established it now because before if you were lagging behind in a race you'd pick up an item and you'd randomly pick up an all-star move which you could then use to kick everyone's ass and uh, and climb up the climb up the ladder but i think it was a combination of um randomizing it so it was fair for people online to receive these all-star powers and also um it was a lag issue where if one person's got this all-powerful move um how does that relate to um, what's going on on someone else's screen, on on a third player screen, a fourth player, fifth player, all the rest of it. If you've got eight players or so playing a game online, and there's only so much data that can be shared between Xbox consoles and PlayStation consoles, um, you're going to be limited in what you can offer in a feature. And I think Sumo kind of blindsided by that in the original game but i think they've overcome that that kind of technical limitation now so well one thing they they seem to have done is they've reduced the number of racers like i think last game it was eight and now this time it's six hmm. yeah yeah that's interesting i didn't notice that actually well uh, i didn't really realize it until i noticed oh wait there's only eight racers available but two of them are always missing in every way in every race so yeah. yeah, it must be six people. <laughs> yeah, well, there were six. There were six uh, screens set up at our press event. Yeah, that could be a, a a big reason as to how they're able to to do that now. If you're serving less players on an internet connection, you've got more data spare, I guess, to send over at the same time to do this sort of thing. I don't know. Um, I didn't actually see. I heard other players using. Um, the all star moves, but I haven't actually seen them properly for myself. Uh, yeah, oh, you've seen, at our you've seen the all star moves? Yeah, so at our press event, explain... they said they, they weren't even implemented into the game yet, so the, you couldn't even uh, do an all star move if you collected it up. Oh, right. That's probably why I didn't see any for myself. But I, I did hear like certain CPU characters going, <laughs> and Eggman going, I'm going to get you now. And I'm like, where is he? And he's like sixth, and I'm second, and I'm just like, oh, I'm never going to see this, am I? So, <laughs> so I kind of felt a bit like, oh, crap. But um, yeah, the way you build up the All Star moves now seems to be on a star point system. Uh, if you perform tricks, drifts, uh, and land them successfully, uh, you you get a kind of meter in the corner of the screen that builds up. Uh, you collect stars. It's more a bit like a kudos system in Project Gotham or Metropolis Street Racer, where if you do cool things, you get these stars, and they build up in this meter in the corner. And when they get to a certain limit, you can um, access your all-star move. That's that seems to be my understanding of it. Um, but, but yeah, I haven't actually seen this in action. So yeah, the kudos system is a good example of yeah, um, yeah. It's kind of both. You're both collecting stars and uh, 
doing a skill-based drifting and that. So it's it's not like uh, before where if you suck at the game and you're behind, then they just give you this all-star move. This one you gotta pretty much earn it with your skills and with their star collecting. And, and speaking of skills, let's touch on Mario Kart for a second, shall we? Oh, do you any, mean, uh, anyone... how there's uh, the similarities between this and Mario Kart Seven? No, no, no. How this is not much. Than Mario Kart Seven. <laughs> no, I'm saying because uh, Mario Kart Seven was very, very like vanilla compared to this. There's no. There's no big dynamics where they completely change the track. Plus, uh, anytime you're just in the air or underwater, it was just a regular part of the game. Everybody had to pretty much do that. And it didn't really change the di- dynamics too much. Yeah. I did speak to Sumo about, um, uh, you know, about the kind of stigma of being compared to Mario Kart. Because obviously it's the one that came first, and then obviously you got, you know, Crash Team Racing and all these other, you know, mascot races that seem to kind of copy the formula. And I said, well, I said to Simo, like, how do you kind of feel about the fact that no matter what you do, you, you kind of, because it's in the same genre, you'd always kind of be yeah. compared to the kind of America. And they said, well, <clears throat> according to them, it, it's kind of done them more favors because according to Sumo, uh, ASR, uh, I think they've been... I don't want to say they've been most successful. I can't quite remember the exact quote, but they've said they've been very, very successful on Nintendo platforms, on the DS and on the on the Wii, obviously, um, which they said that they found really surprising because they thought that the Nintendo fans would just basically go along and say, well, it's basically a Mario Kart ripoff. I'm not going to buy into it. But it's, <laughs> in fact, the opposite happened. All the Mario and Nintendo fans lapped it up because it was more... Not because it was more of the same, but it was kind of it was an interesting take on, on an already existing genre that they could understand and already get to grips with. And um, they mentioned Mario Kart Seven actually uh, because obviously they'd been working on Transformed before Seven came out or even it was even known about. And <laughs> I remember the guy from Sumo said uh, they found it really funny because they were they were about to kind of you know implement these ideas in a transformed and like, oh yeah what a cool idea put hoverboats in or um put planes in at certain intervals and then they see mario kart 7 being announced by nintendo and they have all these customization options with the gliders and the, and the rotors for underwater action and they basically got their heads in their heads going no <laughs> <laughs> but um this is this i'm gonna just come out and say it that um from what i've played this is gonna this is uh better than mario kart because um, you know the the hang gliders and the underwater submarine thingies, it didn't really change the gameplay that much. And they only lasted a, like a few and they seconds. Only lasted time. for like ten, twenty seconds. It wasn't like a whole part of the course. And um, but this game, it's faster. It has the it has more. It has three kinds of terrain. It has the whole the the water areas where you can jostle around and beaten up and down like uh, like you're on actual waves you know you're not driving underwater with slightly floatier physics and you're actually flying an airplane you know you're not hang gliding down and trying to just get enough lift to uh, get ahead of the other racers you're actually just flying and racing through canyons and blasting away planets i mean it really adds so much more to the genre than Mario Kart, really, than any Mario Kart has since yeah, Mario I mean, it's, you're Kart basically, 64. <laughs> well, since Diddy Kong Racing, I guess you'd say. It's, you're basically doing three different styles of racing 
in one game and sometimes in one course. And it's faster, and they say it's going to be more skill-based. So, yeah. I think, to a degree, Nintendo is a victim of his own success at times because I, I do remember reading uh, for Mario Kart 7 in particular that there was a bit of pushback internally with Nintendo, with the development team for 7, even like thinking of the idea of providing these customization options. So because it was too far removed from, you know, the classic Mario Kart style of play, you know, like no one's ever put hang gliders on a Mario Kart before. No one's ever put underwater driving uh, um, with a rotor thing on a Mario Kart game before. So I think a lot of, from what I understand, a lot of the internal movement was a bit kind of tetchy on it and they kind of let the let the development team off and just said, well, we'll trust you and do that. We'll they trust you to make these slight differences to the formula. Exactly. And if you don't screw it up, we won't kill you. <laughs> Whereas Sega's always been a kind of company to traditionally just go like, oh you got a new idea hell yeah let's just throw it in there yeah doesn't matter if it's crap <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately uh, let's give shadow guns yeah the nintendo's is, nintendo's great but but at the same time they play it safe compared to sega <laughs> yeah and the the upshot is sega on many many occasions particularly with the dreamcast and saturn and other things they they were like at least five years ahead of their time um <laughs> But on the downside, it does mean that they've come up with some right stinkers. And unfortunately, the stinkers are the ones that have caught the most attention, whereas the ones where they've been, you know, kind of forward thinking, like Fantasy Star Online way back when, and maybe even Fantasy Star Online 2 coming up, which is free to play. Uh, I don't know. They may they may be kind of commercially kind of ignored. But I yeah. don't see that. People... I don't see that. Yeah, so 2, because, I mean, you can't say no to a free to play game, really, can you? So, People but, only. People only really care about Sega when it's negative these days. It seems like with with the Dreamcast, it was ignored until it was until it died. And then oh, it's a classic, and it's a shame that it died. But I never, I bet it, I didn't actually play it when it came out. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, for the record, I got it like a month before it was discontinued. Oh god, not me, man! I had to import <laughs> Dreamcast about a year before the official American release. But, um, yeah, you know, Mario Kart has its place, but if this game is as good as the demo has led me to believe, or led us to believe, I don't know if you guys agree with me, um, then Mario Kart is about to finally be dethroned. And largely because Mario Kart has not has changed very little in the last ten years. I wouldn't say dethroned, because it's all, all, always going to be like a big name in kart well, it's gonna racing. Be big. I'm talking about quality, not not how well Excel, because, you know, Mario is definitely a bigger name than Sonic these days. So, just through pure branding, Mario Kart's going to crush all contenders. Well, I thought the first Sonic and Sig All-Stars was a better uh, quality racing game than previous Mario Kart games I've played Yeah, but, but, Hex, but Hex's problems, like um, the courses re- reused a lot of assets, and um, the, there was some balancing issues with the motorcycles, which they say that they're going to, which they say that they've fixed. Or that yeah. they at least haven't noticed. That's the one thing I'm going to be happy about. We uh, we talked to them about uh, whether they're going to be using the same assets over and over, you know, like the three or four Billy Hatcher levels and three or four Jets uh, radios. And according to him, they're, uh, all 16 tracks will be based on 16 unique games. Yes. 
Of course, we probably shouldn't reveal any more from our interview because we want actually, people to actually watch the interviews, which will be debuting on um, Sonic Stadium and uh, Segabix tomorrow at 7 a.m. Pacific time. Um, due to an NDA, we had we had the, we had to delay it until then. Right. So, um, okay. Uh, so I I personally like to get get into the character wish list now. Oh, now you <laughs> you know we could spend forever doing this. Yeah, well, we only have like ten minutes. So, um, well, one thing I wanted to bring up was the title though before we do that because. Um, <laughs> I'm not that happy. I know they they uh, shrunk it down just because they didn't want the title to be too long, but I'm still not that happy that they took Sega out of Sega <laughs> All Stars Racing. I, I have no problem with the subtitle, the Transformed, but I mean, there's a lot of ways they can go about it. I think that either maybe Sonic and Sega Racing, or Sonic and Sega Racing, or Sonic and That's Sega, yeah, or Sonic and Sega Stars Racing. So. Oh God! Not there's stars. a stars. There's a stars focus in the game, so that would actually be okay. Eh, no. Even Sonic, Sonic and the All Stars, because Sonic and All Stars just sounds off. Doesn't sound like proper English, you know. I don't know. Let's just do Sega All Stars Racing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we need that Sonic branding so people will buy it. Um, why don't you just call it Sonic and Sonic Sonic Racing? With <laughs> With Sonic and a bunk and an ass load of other characters. Yeah, just call it. Or you, for for bigger impact, you just call it Sonic and Sonic Sonic Sonic. And an, another thing that uh, they said was that they're actually in, they're still in talks to get guest characters in there. So we could have had Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing transformed with Ratchet and Clank, or with Mario and Friends. Or... <laughs> what I'd really like to see, I'd really like to see Axel Stone from. From Streets of Rage. Yeah. That oh yes. Cool. Okay. Character wish list. Yeah. Axel Stone. He would. He would go great in the little police car. Right? Or, yeah, in the police car, or anyone from Streets of Rage. Really, I think Axel might be a bit too vanilla, unless his all-star move is just him running along, grand up harring everyone. Grand up. Grand up. Well, I'm. Well, maybe his all-star move could be uh, like whacking people with pipes from his car. Or, oh no, 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 no. Because his because the in the game there's like a special move where you're in a police car and and, and you shoot and it would like shoot rockets or something. That should be the all-star move. And that it was lays the track down with fire. <laughs> Or they could have, like, Bayonetta with a vehicle made of her own hair. Oh, I don't really think she needs that. I think that she has a motorcycle from the game, so I imagine she could just drive the motorcycle, and then her, her all-star move could be uh, a giant monster thingy from the game where she made of, made of her hair. And, of course, they cover up a bit more of her than they, than they normally do, and she eats players and spicks them out. <laughs> that could be her all-star move right there. Now, uh, when, when this game was first uh, rumored, I, 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 I said I really wanted to see um, uh, uh, Segato Sanjiro right, f- riding on a Sega oh, Saturn. <laughs> that would now, be awesome. Now, his all-star move would be he would get off of the Saturn, he would put it on his back, he'd run down the track, and then start playing his theme song. Segato Sanjiro! Segato Sanjiro! And the commercial, uh, transparent version version of 
version of the commercials would be, would go across everyone's screens, and no, so, no, so everyone could barely see as they get plowed by this awesome guy with a Sega Saturn. Unfortunately, that'd be more obscure than even the Bonanza Brothers was. I don't care. I want it. I want my Segato Sanshiro. We need Segato Sanshiro. There's, it's it's funny really because I mean you can you can reference and and even ask in terms of of character requests so many different uh, characters from Sega's past, so many Sega's history. But I mean if you if you sat down and thought about the kind of really iconic characters that Sega has today in franchises that's that are running today like modern franchises um i i struggle to to count more than five i mean there's there's kazuma kiryu from from Gotoku, uh or yakuza series there's obviously sonic um God, help me out here there's akira yuki from virtual fighter maybe um, uh, uh, see there's, there's bayonetta there's like bayonetta i mentioned account? um bayonetta, some of the some of the characters from the platinum series maybe yeah but, uh, sam, sam, sam from, from Van- world and anarchy rings yeah, yeah. and that oh, sam yeah. guy from vanquish yeah um and uh let's see uh rent the the people of fantasy star online one and two i guess Ethan from Fantasy Star Universe, so I guess that's kind of old by now. No, <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> oh, uh, the Rhythm Thief. Valky- yeah, Rhythm Thief, of course. Rhythm Thief's a cool one. Yeah. And then there's uh, Valkyria Chronicles. Of course, that 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 uh, series introduces a different main cast every game. Yeah, but I mean, I think I think the recurring character seems to be either the main character, I've forgotten his name, um, or Alicia. I remember her name because she has nice tits. <laughs> I don't think we see her tits. No, you don't, but I mean, <laughs> you know. She's like the, she's like the cutesified kind of moe character that they, you know, that that's kind of leads the whole anime style <laughs> thing that always happens in Japanese things. But, um, yeah, I mean... Personally, I would really like to see uh, someone from Panzer Dragoon. I suppose since the dragons are so large, we probably couldn't have someone riding a dragon. But um, maybe uh, Edge or Orta riding riding some other random vehicle, or Lundy, or uh, you I know, because the, they have other vehicles. I think the level itself is going to be its a reference. I don't think you're going to have an actual rider, probably. I guess. Oh, uh, well, we'll get tracks in a second, I guess. But um, let's see. We obviously need to have Nikes. That's not even really a question. This has to be in it. I and want to Riss... Flagman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go, Flagman. For too long, he's been relegated to the side of the track with just a flag to his name. <laughs> but I want to see him drive that Ferrari. I want to see him go for gold. Hear that, Sumo? Flagman from Outrun 2. Go do it. <laughs> yeah, I could be breakdancing in his little Outrun car. Going crazy. <laughs> And um, let's see, we, we also need to get uh, Ristar. From the, they actually said, oh no, Ristar won't work, but we'll put him, have, a, have him cameo on this DLC track. I don't see why Ristar wouldn't work. What could he ride on, though? A drag. I'm uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Still <laughs> a drag. Oh, <laughs> he uh, he just uh, has to think it in his heart. <laughs> <laughs> a car. He can ride a car. <laughs> a you star. Know, yeah, I guess a sports car with a little star theme going for it. You know, it doesn't have to be 
doesn't have to be anything in canon with the series. I mean, look at Vice. He's riding a, a mini Delphinus that looks like a Model T. You didn't see any Model Ts in uh, Skies of Arcadia. That's true. Yeah. Of course, if they did have cars in Skies of Arcadia, I imagine they'd be Model Ts or something like that. Um, and let's see. We also need to have... I like. I had all, this whole list. Clockwork Knight would probably <laughs> work out pretty yeah, well. Yeah, Clockwork Knight vehicles. would work. He has a horse that he can ride, and it's like on wheels and stuff. He's slightly and, um, more obscure. I would love to see a bunch of vehicles done in uh, like a Clockwork style, just to suit his world. <laughs> that would be wicked. Yeah. And um, like, oh, as for Sonic characters, we need we need to get uh, Fang the Weasel on his uh, on his um, marvelous queen. And we need to get uh, Blaze the Cat. We could have Blaze the Cat, a Blaze from Streets of Rage, and El Blaze <laughs> riding in a blazing car. Oh, God, <laughs> they're horrible. Um, let's see. Come on, what else was there? Oh, yes, we need um, we, we need the uh, any of the ninjas from any of the Shinobi games, preferably Shinobi 3 or Shinobi 3DS, because I prefer their designs. I really I think... I think the Shinobi. I think Joe Musashi from the uh, original Shinobi looks a tad too generic. So, Joe Musashi or Oboro Musashi from Three and 3DS. Either of those, Sumo. Why <laughs> not? That, um, I think we should have some characters from the Stormrise games. Ew. Which there are one. <laughs> we, don't, we don't need anyone from the Stormrise games. I don't think. We could get one of the characters that's in those Jeeps in the Renegade Ops. Yeah. Mate, I would I would love to play as the general for Renegade Ops. He is mental. I love him a bit. <laughs> Who is this? Identify yourself, damn it. I would love to hear him win. Just like, Ultimate victory, mofo, or something, you know? Well, I probably couldn't <laughs> sing mofo, unfortunately. He's the man with the plan. Well, of course he can't, but you know. He, he... Ultimate victory. Beep! Um, let's see. Uh, oh, oh, yes. I want to see some racing cars in this, too. Could you imagine the virtual racing car rendered in this with the same amount of polygons? Except they give it personality so it can, like, move around and stuff, kind of like an anthropomorphized car. That's what they did with the Daytona car back in uh, Sonic Fighters Megamix. Yeah, I I also want to see the Hornet, that, too. The Hornet and the, um... The virtual racing car. In the virtual racing car, they can use the same amount of polygons. So it'll take like five minutes to put in there because like has ten polygons in it. <laughs> who would who would drive these cars though? I mean, are we? Are I we, would. I would. Are we? Are we? Imagine, are we assuming that they'll be? They'll have like lives, like Herbie or something. Oh, oh, yeah, I would think so. Yeah, just give just give them their, their a soul. Just give the just cars give them the uh, cars and personality. <laughs> you know. Soul. Give him a happy face. Plus, <laughs> Rosa from Outrun 2 and don't have anyone in it. And <laughs> wins. Just have it on the podium. Yes, like the Daytona car in Fighters Megamix that you could play as. Yeah. Or that Cactus dude. Who was the Cactus dude in uh, in Fighters Megamix? I can't remember. I really don't remember. I remember the car and the panda. That- you should play. He ought to play as the panda from Fighters Megamix. No, I think it was. I don't think it was even a panda. It was like some sort of bear thing. 
You should be able to play as far as Mega Man X. <laughs> um, they could have Cream so, yeah. Rabbit play, riding uh, Shadow's uh, motorcycle like that Archie cover. Uh, we don't <laughs> need Cream the Rabbit. Bah. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, oh, we also need um, G and uh, Washington in an ice cream truck. I would love to have G in it, if only because, right, you could you could overtake him in a race and have him go all the way down to 6th or 8th or whatever it is now, and then you can taunt him with Suffer Like G did. <laughs> there you go. Because <laughs> <sighs> yeah, uh, the House of the Dead characters he used last time were just from some obscure Japanese game that yeah, never Zobio came over Zobico. to the States. Yeah, Zombio and Zombico, and they never came over here before. Yeah. So, That's uh, one thing I'll say about Seymour Digital. They're willing to use the most obscure Sega characters they could find to throw into the game. Though, if they were to cut any characters from the last game, I want to be Zobio and Zopico because they like have no nostalgic factor for me. They're not even really all that old. And um, more of a I, I could live without them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, and another character I think might get cut because... Um, Really, the reason why he was so cool last time was because he was driving a little moped. But I think Big the Cat might get cut this time because they're not. I don't really think they're doing they're doing mopeds this time around. So, uh, or scooters, whatever he was riding. So uh, I don't know. I think it'd be funny um, to have him in tinier, tinier vehicles, and I can only <laughs> imagine what Big the Cat's little flying machine would be, just oh, barely God. keeping him up in the air. <laughs> I'd like there to be a tricycle mode in the game, so everyone rides a tricycle. Oh, I asked the developers about 1970s trouser mode. Oh, you did? They had no idea what it was, so I didn't actually ask them in the interview. Where where does that come from? Is that a Sonic Stadium thing? That That's an SSMB thing, yeah. That's, <laughs> you can blame uh, Hogfather for that one. I think that's the craze he started up. Okay, I wanted to ask them. I make. I, I asked them beforehand to see. Do you even know what to, to say, see if they even knew what it was? They said, "What? What are you talking about?" I was like, "Ah, god damn it!" <laughs> you know, 1970s trouser mode from Sonic Stadium. I, I'll, I guess I'll probably have to ask Sumo Sumo uh, Soul about it at some point. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Steve would be the one that would know if anything. <laughs> but, but yeah. Um, so uh, tracks. Let's do, let's do tracks real quick. I would personally like this. Go on. Let's see. The, well, but, uh, according to those um, little Lego little toys that are coming out, I guess, in England, there looks like there might be some Sonic-related tracks from the uh, classic era, like Green Hill Zone and uh, Sonic Chemical. Chemical Plant and I think Angel Island or something, one of the others. No, no. I wish it was Angel Island. Uh, the three were um, the Green two Hill, Chemical Plant, Casino Street. Casino, Casino Street. Street from Sonic 4. Which really irritates me. Sonic 3 has had such difficulties getting any of its levels remade. It didn't happen in uh, Sonic Generations, and it's not. Ha- it doesn't seem like it's ha- going to happen in this game either. It's I wonder if that has, has anything to do with uh, Michael Jackson's involvement in Sonic 3. I, it doesn't have any, any, anything to do with Michael Jackson. Does, uh, wouldn't some of that music that he produced be, become licensed to him? No. 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 If that were the case, they would have had to have used all new tracks and subsequent re-releases. That's true. So, uh, uh, Dredd, what, what tracks do you want to see? I would love to see 
the test track from Daytona USA, the oval track. Even if it's just an oval track, I don't yeah. care. But you can have it. You can just have the exact same graphics as the arcade original. <laughs> have them drive along and then open with the rolling start. Oh God, yes, that is exactly <laughs> what I wanted to see. <laughs> I mean, that would be wicked. Even as like a bonus level or something. It would yeah, because be understandably, it is kind of simple. So, um, you, you know, could what, do like for the first lap, you could just do like the straightforward oval shape and then have the whole thing transform or something as you play it. I don't know. <laughs> like, there's an earthquake and I don't know, Iblis comes out of the ground and <laughs> you know, go down into the Earth's core on your hoverboat and. I don't know where I'm going with this, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Transform it somehow. Yeah. Maybe maybe you get sent off into the air and you fly through the uh, sonic the sonic carving in the in the mountain, and that reveals a whole new world to to, to drive through. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to yeah. see like a maybe a Valkyria Chronicles track where you're actually going through the muddy uh, tracks during the war and you're having to dodge all the uh, gunfire and tank fire going past you i would uh per- personally like to see a uh what, 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 god damn it was in my head just a second now um i would personally like to see a uh um <sighs> as has always happened how about a comic zone track where it's constantly uh writing writing and changing that. uh <laughs> not writing but drawing and coloring the tracks uh differently for the different dynamics a giant hand will come in and draw it and change up everything. Well, I can't rem- remember what I was going to say, so I'll say, say one of my other short. Oh, yes. I'd personally like to see Yokosuka, uh, the uh, harbor from Shenmue, uh, Yokosuka Harbor. Uh, where you, That would just be so awesome. You can be like driving through the warehouses, you can hit a jump and fly over the boat and the, that the Ryo Hazuki eventually takes the fight landy and you can drive through the warehouse and uh, the, the, you can maybe see Ryo Hazuki fighting off uh, some sailors or something or oh no 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 you, you drive into the sailors and they get knocked around <laughs> that would be wicked driving around on a ho- harbor in a forklift truck <laughs> and you could have the music play in the background like that It'd be the most boring thing ever because Ryo Hazuki has the most boring life ever. I mean, honestly, he he must think he's in a monochrome silent movie or something because he he goes around, gets into all these epic fights, tracks down the man who murdered his father, goes for all his bollocks, and then goes to Hong Kong. And at no point during his adventure does he sound like he has an emotion. (laughs) <laughs> no, it's just sterile face oh. through the whole thing. Excuse me, have you seen some sailors? Like the day when it snowed, did you see any men in black suits? Yeah, they're the ones that murdered your dad. Do you think you have some kind of emotion there? It's like, I'm not sure. I saw this video. Um, I haven't played Shenmue in a, in a while, but I remember Tom, the burger man, van man Tom, and he's... He's outside with his dreadlocks and stuff. There's a video on YouTube of him talking to Rio. The description says, I have no idea what accent the guy playing as Tom is supposed to have. And it's like, yeah, it's like some really bad version of some kind of Rastafarian, Geordie, Chinese, (laughs) Japanese hybrid thing. It's not 
I don't know where you're going. I was like, what the hell? Tom should be a bonus character. <laughs> oh, God, yes. <laughs> yeah. Driving his hot dog truck. Yeah. Um, I dig it. I'd like to see somewhere from um, Streets of Rage. Like, there are many highway levels in Streets of Rage, but I mean, yeah. like, there's the there's a level that goes from the beach into the jungle and stuff. That would probably be quite an interesting one. Um, I love we'll I've only the ever first seen level that. from uh, Crazy Taxi, included as a. But that, in the that's like San, isn't that like San Francisco or New York City? Similar to San Francisco, it is. I don't think we need we need a generic city track. I think we need to. Well, I, th- I think we need things that. Um, the first one is very generic. I mean, you got tons of uh, uphill climbing and downhill and lots of little swoops and everything. Mm. I know. I really like the first Crazy Taxi as far as the city goes. You could have um, a special power up unique to that stage, which is basically people, and you could shoot people. At other <laughs> oh my god! And people would like just literally sit in their cars and go turn me to the KFC. <laughs> they basically top hit their car so that they're just riding on their back wheels and their front wheels are up in the air because the fat guy wants to go to curve through. He's like sitting in the back going, You lousy driver! <laughs> I remember playing Crazy Taxi ages, like, well, way back when. And the bit that gets me the most, the, the, my, my funniest thing is you pick up a reverend. Uh, in the in the black kind of suit and you know like God preaching, he's wearing, holding a Bible and all sorts, and he goes, "Whoa, you got here on time. Took me to the church." So you go to the church, right? And because you drop him off, uh, you go through all this different stuff. You get you get the A grade. You, you go through all these jumps and everything. You get to the church on the top of the hill, and he goes like, when he hops out, he he. I think the game forgets that he's actually you know a specific character. He's a reverend, so he gets out and he goes. Wow, you're one hell of a driver. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, crazy Taxi. Yeah, there's, there, there. Uh, never mind. I mean, if you had a Crazy Taxi level, the only thing that you could make it to be more memorable than just San Francisco with added hills is the Offspring. And judging by the fact that Sega's released Crazy Taxi a couple of times without the Offspring soundtrack to it because obviously they lost the rights to it i don't know i don't know if it kind of makes sense what if there was a puyo pop fever stage for some bizarre reason like <laughs> multicolored beans flying around stupid anime characters falling over themselves and and no, it would be colorful <laughs> cats that turn into stupid huge bosses now there's some puyo pop fever um, um... i I've seen it. <laughs> I think I had a DS or Game Boy Advance game that was Puyo Pop. It's that a was game. a while it's, back. But it's it, it, it's it's absurd, really. I mean, in its storyline, and it's it's just crap, really. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's it's good it's good gameplay wise, but I mean, it's crap in terms of its generic J- Japanese anime characters going around with this really stupid storyline, like, oh, my teacher's lost her stick. I got lost <laughs> her stick. And then you bump into all these different characters on the way, and they go, I will challenge you to a bean fight! And it's like, what? <laughs> a and bean then fight? It, then at the end of it, you realise that the black cat, which ends up being the teacher's black cat, has stolen the stick, and the stick is magical or something, and it transforms the cat to be some big omnipotent god. Uh, and the only way you can beat it is by having a bean match! <laughs> 
you just you end up having a bean match with it and then it shrinks and you're like, well, what the hell did I just play? The game's good, but the story's the story's naff. <laughs> I think that's why they stick with the the robotic bean I mean bean machine in the West. Because you don't have to have a big story with that. It's just uh, robots are are training to be the best robots for Robotnik. That's pretty much it. Oh but, yeah. But um, we we've we've uh, going back to tracks. <laughs> yeah, because we went off track quite a bit. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Oh. You're very you're very very funny, Mister Pun person. Um, but um, about the tracks, I I think we we like we need Windy Valley from Nikes. Um. Fantasy Zone, Fantasy Zone from um, well, the Fantasy Zone would be would be cool, especially if they worked in some Space Harrier into that. And um, Ristar, Ristar also has a very has a bunch of really beautiful worlds that would look really nice in a 3D. Especially if they can't get him as a racer, they they can at least render one of his courses. Yeah, maybe Zaxxon, where you're like in outer space and having to. <laughs> Race through paths with the those giant walls coming up, and you only have the tiny little path to get through. Now that, that would, now that would be old school Sega right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah so so those are the courses and the characters we'd like to see. Um, anything else? Hello. Wouldn't it be funny if? Somehow they implemented some Project D. It probably wouldn't happen because of licensing for the Vocaloid stuff. But Sega being like all up in Miku, Hatsune Miku stuff, I probably wouldn't put it past them for at least a Japanese version where they would put some kind of Hatsune Miku thing in there, some kind of weird tweak or bonus. Well, yeah, but she's a she's like a licensed character that they make games for right yeah and uh, it would make re-releasing the game a bit more difficult if they took some work into per- someone like Haksune Miku. Miku I guess they could always cut her oh, I was well, shocked that the... they brought the uh, iPhone game that, that had her in it into the America that's the first time I think they have an official Hatsune Miku uh, game in uh, America and Europe well, you know, there's a you know there's a there's a level uh, a bonus level in Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz on a beta. The Japanese version, if you buy the the first print of it, you get a code that allows you to load up a very special level, and it's essentially based on a Japanese model. When yeah. I say model, <laughs> I mean topless model almost, uh, and you're basically rolling around on her breasts uh, all over the map and seeing really grab your pictures of her all over the place uh that's something i don't see translating well to the west um, oh i don't think you'll be seeing that over here anytime soon exactly. they need to have a uh a super monkey ball game with uh old woman boob physics yeah so something like a japan <laughs> thing with miku or something probably would be beyond the realm of impossibility it would be improbable not impossible Oh, yeah, and uh, uh, just to make Shady happy, we also need a Fantasy Star, a Fantasy Star Online track. <laughs> that would be pretty easy to do. I mean, they just constantly go to different places. So, the only pro- and the outer space could be the flying level. I don't know what the water level part could be. Oh, well, there, there there is a portion where you're on a raft, going through an under, an, an underwater cave. 
being chased by that bloody annoying boss, Daryl Lee. Yeah. It's a pain in the butt. <laughs> oh, speaking of Underwater, now, now you got me. Now, I, I wouldn't make a great track. Let's go Jungle. Ooh. I think would make an cr- awesome <laughs> track. That would be quite funny, actually. I those, The characters in that game freak me out, though. Oh, God, yeah. I, so I, I played top. through that game once, and it was just weird as all hell. I think it's some kind of Japanese like comedy design that they have, but with the noses in particular, because it's you see that sort of stuff in Kabuki theater, kind of masks, like noses that are kind of really defined, like the ones in Let's Go Jungle, and... They're in, I think it's kind of some kind of comedy thing, but mm. yeah, that, that that just creeps me out. Oh yes, and uh, Sailor's Island from Skies of Arcadia. That that level can have a lot of flying. <laughs> you could have Rio in it, going, "I'm looking for some sailors." <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All yeah, right. So so- yeah, it's gonna wrap it up for us. Um, if you have a favorite uh, character or track you'd like to see in the game, you can leave a comment here on the website or on our Twitter page on Sonic Talk or at SegaBits. I'd like to thank everyone uh, for showing up today. Thank you very much, Alex. You're welcome, sir. And thank you so much, Ben, for, co- for love, coming in this morning. We love you, <laughs> Oh, my pleasure, you guys. Sonic Talk! Yes! Sonic Talk has Venny's official endorsement, so that means you have to listen to it every single other week because this is our last weekly show after this we're going to take a a nice little two-week break so we'll be seeing you in may yeah at least two weeks dread monte he say yay so we should yeah we want to collect up the news because we uh (laughs) haven't had too much from being weekly all the time we we did this whole uh weekly thing for the last three shows partially because we happened to get ian Flynn, flynn last week but also because we went like uh nearly a month without anything so we're making up to you guys Alrighty, well, thank you very much for listening, and cue the ending song.